Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, the series that highlights the people, the companies, and the technologies that are shaping the future of retail. I'm your host, Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazenga. And today we are giddy with excitement because joining us today to discuss all the trends they are seeing impact retail are Shop Talk's very own Christina Gustafson and Ben Miller. Christina and Ben, welcome to OmniTalk. Hey guys, thanks for having us. Yes, it's good to have you. Ben's joining us all the way from London today. I hope you're giddy with excitement, Ben. You usually are, but I know Chris uh, Chris dropped giddy in the intro, so I want to know, are you are you there, Ben? I, I am. I am all in. I'm trying to think what a suitably English response to giddy is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, terribly happy to be here. Thank you. Right, right. Ben, you're kind of, I mean, for our, our loyal OmniTalk fans will know this, but you're kind of our on-the-ground correspondent in, in England telling us everything that's going on over there in the retail world. What, what's it like filling that role for us? Hey, look, I, I am super lucky to, uh, to live in like, one of the best cities in the world. I've got incredible retail on my doorstep, and um, I love the fact that there's this lovely OmniTalk community of geeks who really get excited about the minutiae of retail and what's happening in stores and technology so i feel like i found my tribe i'm very honored to be able to do that role for you guys yes well i mean there's still good retail in atlanta too christina that's right i mean savage by fenty just opened a big store there like you got some good you got some good shopping around there too but um, Christina and Ben, I want to, I want to just give the audience a little bit of the background on both of you first, before we kind of jump into the conversation and, and really like what unique perspectives you bring to the shop talk team, because I think it's really important for our audience to hear that. So maybe Christina, we'll start with you and then go to you, Ben. Sure. I'm happy to kick off. Um, I like to think of myself as a reform journalist. Uh, so right. I, <laughs> I studied journalism in college, um, you know, worked at um, some of the great trade publications, um, Women's Wear Daily. I was a retail reporter at CNBC for a couple of years uh, before making my transition over to Shop Talk. And so I think that really uh, lent a lot of the perspectives that I'm able to provide to the Shop Talk agenda. Um, you guys know from having worked with us over the past couple of years, we do absolutely no pay to play. We really think of our agenda from an editorial perspective. So I think a lot of those competencies uh, that come from the journalism world translate very well when we're thinking about the agenda for, for shop talk. Yeah. Machine, I got to ask you too, when you, when you were, when you were going down that, when you're choosing that as your career path, was that like the beach you wanted? Well, like, were you, did you want to cover retail? Like, I'm always curious, like how people start covering retail from a journalism perspective, like tell the audience. Yeah, it's a really great question. Um, I cannot say that working at CNBC was a, a big goal of mine uh, all throughout college. It just kind of worked out that way based on um, actually randomly someone that I had interviewed um, for our alumni magazine worked at CNBC and helped me get a foot in the door. And then I had a fantastic mentor who um, her name was actually also Christina. Um, okay. And she helped me kind of hone the trade and she covered the retail and consumer beat. So that's okay. kind of how I got uh, in the door and fell in love with it. Interesting. I've got to ask that question. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> um, well, Ben, let's go to you next. Tell us a little bit about your background and you've been with the shop, shop talk team now for how long has it been? Just over a year? Oh, yeah, not or that. Just, 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 six, just six months coming up. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, yeah, feels like, so, feels like you've just been there forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so look, I'm, I'm look, retailer to start with. So I uh, worked in grocery retail. I worked for the Safeway business uh, in the UK. Um, head office role, so um, in commercial uh, merchandising uh, and in marketing and, inve- and eventually in investor relations. So I spent a while in investor relations and then um, moved to go agency side. 
So I spent a while building a global retail program and then looking after a kind of global uh, insights, commercial insights, trading interface between retailers and CPGs mainly, uh, a bit of consultancy as part of that. And then uh, more latterly, just got completely addicted to the fact it wasn't really my job, kind of everything to do with retail tech and retail transformation. And that's, you know, back in sort of 2017, got to know the shop tool team, got to know Christina and got to know Joe. And then, yeah, it's just like late, late spring, early summer last year, you know, it, Great conversation with Christina. There was, you know, a, a really exciting time at the shop talk business. You know, post pandemic events are back, people are back, real momentum, and the business wanting to at the same time uh, really evolve and expand into Europe. So it, it just felt like a super exciting time to get involved, and um, yeah, really fortunate to have taken the opportunity and moved across and joined joined shop talk this fall. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. Is that you know, both of you have kind of these, these unique perspectives, as we said, but is that consistent with like the rest of the team at shop talk too? I mean, you're, you, Christina, you are coming from a journalism background, Ben, you're coming from an operator and retailer background. I mean, how important is that as you're thinking about the, the team that's kind of putting together this content to make it, you know, the shop talk that we all know and, and appreciate? Yeah, it's a really great question. I actually don't think anyone on the content team comes from a traditional events background, at least uh, on the U.S. side. That's of cool. Um, yeah, so Joe Laszlo, um, who you guys know, is our VP of content. Um, he came from uh, Jupiter Research, which is now um, what is known as Forrester Research, but really sort of that um, you know analytical research background. Um, Raquan Lucas, um, you know, has previous experience at CB Insights, Ad Age. Um, Alexa, who just recently joined our team, also came from an editorial background. She was at Women's Wear Daily covering um, beauty, um, fashion, and sort of the social influencer space. So um, I, I find that sort of uh, just really caring about and being passionate about innovation is far more important uh, than, than sort of, you know, having experience planning um, track sessions or, or more sort of traditional event planning, at least when you're on the content team, yeah. because right. we make all the heavy lifting happen with the ops team. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's why you guys are the best, the best of what you do. I mean, it comes through clearly in the content and the shows that you put on too, in, in our opinion. And that's why we're excited to have you. So, all right, well, let's get right to it. I tease it in the beginning. We're curious, what trends are you both seeing that you think are having the biggest impact on retail this year? Christina, why don't you set the stage for us? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great question. And, and quite frankly, I think sometimes our agenda, we look at it every single day. Um, we come to know it very well over the course of, you know, the, the nine to 10 months that we're planning the show. But I think at times it can be a little bit overwhelming <laughs> for, for the audience <laughs> that they're trying to decipher, okay, where, where can I go to find out about XYZ? So we're really, to your point, Chris, trying to distill it down into five key themes this year um, that the audience can uh, go ahead and learn that we think are going to be really impactful to their business going forward. So I'll just kind of quickly run through the the five themes, and then we can double click into them. Um, Ooh, as she's got five, in. I know yeah, we five. like five. We yeah. like five. fives. Five. All right. All right. Let's roll. Let's go fast. Yes, you asked if we deliver. Um, so right. one is what does best in class uh, shopper engagement look like? So thinking about some of the new platforms, the new capabilities that retailers and brands need to be thinking about in order to connect with today's consumer. The second one is what emerging channels are going to drive growth for my business. So of course it's shop talk. We're going to be covering D2C. We're going to be covering marketplaces, but also thinking uh, ahead of that, you know, what role are retail media networks going to be playing in commerce? What role is the metaverse web three going to be playing in the future of commerce? Mm. That's, that's kind of our, our second trend. I figure that one's going to drive some interest uh, from, from you guys. Yes. Um, 
The third one is how do I deliver outstanding store experiences? I think this is mm. a fun one for us because a lot of people knowing that Shop Talk is super digitally focused don't really realize how much we cover physical stores. So thinking about how technology is going to change the role of the associates um, and also just kind of how the box is going to change to be more convenient, but also uh, engaging is, is how we're thinking about physical stores. Um, the next one is what tech investments will boost my revenue and profitability. Obviously, we are in an economic climate right now that is uncertain at best. Um, and so it can be a little bit harder, I think, for companies who are attending our shows um, to pitch innovation to their superiors. So thinking about mm -hmm. those solutions that are going to sort of tick both of those boxes and potentially get a little bit more buy-in in this uh, this TIF economy. Um, and then the last one is what organizational changes will help me win. I think probably everyone uh, in the audience mm -hmm. recognizes that sometimes the way an organization is constructed, um, maybe they're a little bit averse to innovation, those can sometimes be the biggest pain points um, in actually getting transformation across the line. So what are some best practices for companies as they're thinking about how to work together and foster innovation to, to bring those first four to light? So those are our those are our five themes. Nice. Yeah. I want to double click into those too. And I, you know, I think you said something really interesting too that I just want to call out too. The, the, the conference is about the store environment too. It's not a digital first conference, which is what I've loved about it since I think I went to the first one back in I don't know, Christina, check my math here. I think it was like 2016 or 17, right. Yeah. 16, right? And that's what I loved about it. It felt like the first omni-channel conference that I'd been to, where if you put all the pieces together, you could see how this whole enchilada was going to unfold, so to speak, or play out. So so I'm curious. All right, so let's get back to the list then, because I want I to I wanna understand, Anna and I both want to understand what each of those mean and get into them as much as we can. So so tell us about, tell us first about, um, what does best in class shopper engagement mean? Like, how are you guys, if that's a theme, like how are you bringing that to life on stage? What are the things you're focused on there? Great. Ben? So, so yeah, let, let, let me start on this one. I think there's two things going on here. One is changing preferences and interests of shoppers of how they receive and how they engage with information. So it's a little bit about commerce everywhere. It's about being where your shoppers are present. The, the second is, this fascinating evolution is going on in physical stores. So let, let's, let's think for a moment about a, a, a pendulum. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years ago, you know, if we were having this conversation 2018, 2019, we'd be having this great conversation about uh, entertainment, retail payment, how to make the stores experiences. Right, experiences, then, right. Exactly. And then what did we do in 2020, 2021? For all the reasons that we know about, it, 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 you know, all this experience went out the window and it came to, you know, let's just get stuff on the curbside to, to be able to get it to people. Right. Uh, and, and that swing from experience to functional. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, well where, where's that pendulum swinging now? And that's the question that we're really, really interested about. Yeah, how, how, how do we get the mix of excitement for shopping and put the and the fun in shopping and you know product discovery whether it's online or in store so what does that look like at the same time as recognizing that you know, you've only got to look at the social media landscape to see you know, one of the reasons that tiktok is becoming so popular is that people are much more interested in engaging with entertaining content rather than necessarily informative content so as a brand how do you get your brand in those places what does making those shoppable look like and how do they blend together so live streaming shoppable video yeah, how does that fit into you know, making online shopping which has done a fantastic job of being very efficient buying how do you make that more entertaining whilst physical spaces have potentially gone a bit too um 
kind of buying focus how do we bring the joy and the discovery back into those spaces so it's those dynamics together are creating a really interesting platform that we're going to be exploring in a whole number of sessions that's really fascinating me ben i've never thought about that actually like what what you just described there is like yeah this physical store has actually become more of this place for convenience get it done and do it really efficiently Mm -hmm. whereas the online space is actually going towards the direction of like let's get even more amped up on the entertainment side of things which had you gone back three or four years ago, that was not what we were talking about. Right. We were talking about how do you yeah. enliven the store? And that could have been misdirection all this time, which is so, wow, that's, well, and, and I never thought that about it, that at it's all. It's different too. Like where's the entertainment and excitement coming from in the shopping experience? And that can be the in-between space too. Like I think of even like Target curbside Starbucks pickup or right. returns and things like that. Like it's not just one or the other anymore either. It's like kind of the combination, like maybe that memory is happening, happening in your car when you're outside the store and you were driven in because of a TikTok video that you saw. Like there's just, it's happening yeah. in so many spaces. So it'll be so exciting to see those sessions and what the, yeah. the retailers and best-in-class you know, providers are doing in that space, I imagine. And within that, there's some fascinating dynamics about use of um, zero-party and first-party data. So how, mm-hmm. how, right. can you, how can you inspire? How can you help people discover when these things are changing? You know, look, we've got uh, Pinterest uh, CEO, Bill Reddy, is going to be on one of our keynotes, and he'll be talking a bit about shoppable video. And how that fits in. So yeah, these dynamics are at play, and we know all the stats show us that particularly younger generations are looking for more entertainment online. So yeah. bringing that to the physical store is going to be such a fascinating area to, to delve into. Well, that, wow. That I think that leads nicely into the second thing that you that's on the list, Christina, that you're talking about around emerging growth channels. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit there about you know what what should we expect in terms of content and kind of taking on um, from what Ben was just talking about with some of those new uh, best in class shopper engagement uh, tactics. Yeah, it's a really good segue, and um, it, it's funny to be sitting here, you know, February 2023 basically a year after the whole metaverse uh, craze uh, took off. I would like to think that us at Shop Talk took a pretty measured approach to thinking about um, what the metaverse could mean uh, to retail. Some people uh, in your audience might remember we did a 10-minute mini documentary really unpacking, I would say, metaverse opportunity for retail. And, you know, our thesis at the time, which I think really does continue to be our thesis is this is a really exciting space that retailers should be exploring. Um, but it might not look like the metaverse uh, that that was really sort of uh, top of mind in the media last year. So right. um, I think now that the market has kind of come out of that, you know, classic hype cycle and, and is a little bit more grounded in reality. I think what we want our audience to be really cognizant of is just because that uh, boom cycle has busted a little bit, that doesn't mean the space can be totally ignored. So what are sort of the enabling um, technologies and capabilities that support um, a web 3.0 environment, you know, whether it's blockchain-based loyalty, whether it's engaging with consumers um, uh, on Roblox, you know, consumers uh, are spending time uh, in that space, you know, perhaps it isn't seeing the same growth that it was um, a year ago, but it's still an opportunity and a space that retailers can't be ignoring. So I think one thing that I'm particularly excited about 
We had Brie Olson, who was recently named co-CEO of PacSun, speak yeah. on the exploration that they're doing in the metaverse. They really um, are one of those companies that I think is um, really embracing just sort of this culture of experimentation. And so she's going to be joining us again this year, talking nice. about their latest initiatives. Um, they actually just recently launched um, a new virtual gaming experience in Roblox. So I'm particularly curious to hear just kind of her take on what they've learned over the past year. How have they yeah. pivoted? Um, what new areas are they going to explore based upon those learnings? And so I I'm very excited um, to, to hear from her. We've also got Snap talking about some of the augmented reality uh, side of things. So um, yeah, that's that's one that I think is a don't miss. Christine, I'm curious, are you seeing, like, if you look at, if you go back to last year versus this year, as you're preparing for the conference, are you seeing, would you say that you're seeing less energy or or uh, energy, my, my, that's probably the best word I can come up with. Are you seeing less energy put towards those types of things and say like the show me the money tech investments of, Hey, how do we just get better and more efficient with our operations every day? Like, is that a correct assumption that I'm making and asking that question? Are, are you feeling that or uh, what's your take on it? I am feeling that um, 100%. Um, you know, I think the other, just to toss another buzzword uh, out at you. <laughs> yeah, please. Another space we're seeing a lot of energy is generative AI. And I actually would mm. make the argument that that space is less of a boom bust than the metaverse was. Um, mm -hmm. While I realize there's still a lot of work that needs to be done to make the sort of chat GPT type experience uh, what it needs to be from an accuracy and, and, and quality perspective. I would argue there's a lot more immediate payback that a company can see. There are operational efficiencies, right. whether it's using um, generative AI um, and a chatbot experience to assist consumers, whether it's to do product descriptions on your website, like that just feels a lot more tangible. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a very exciting innovation, um, but it but it feels a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say near term, because obviously there's still a lot of work to do, but, but in some ways it, it is a little bit more near term in my mind. Yeah, that's a great point. In fact, like it's funny you said that, because even this morning I was reading things, Anne, where I was like, Oh my God, everyone is talking about like now, now the new, now the latest thing is how can I apply chat GPT to my, my retail business, right? Like how can I put AI into my business immediately? So it's great that you brought that up. All right. Well, let's, and, let's, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. There's another side just to pick up. Yeah. Chris, I've heard you call this year to show me and to show me the money year before. Yeah. And you know, look, we are absolutely picking that up. Um, we, we have more CFOs on the program than ever this year, oh, cool. uh, which I think is really interesting. The target makers, for example, uh, and part of the conversation will absolutely be about alternative revenue streams and finding growth away from the customer. And for any retail business looking away from your end customer comes with a warning sign. So we're going to be talking about that. But we think alternative revenue streams, um, shared distribution, retail media, uh, it, it's going to be big. Uh, everybody picked on it the moment they walked into the Mandalay Bay for grocery shop back in right. September. And we're going to be unpacking that. And we've got some really interesting sessions talking about that as well this year. Well, Ben, let me ask about that too, because at the, the CFO call out is awesome. That's mm -hmm. so cool that you guys are in front of that on this topic particularly. So kudos to you for that too. But, um, you know, when you think about it, let's go back to the in-store side of this and the in-store side of what you showcase too, because still the lion's share of the volume happens there, which also probably means the lion's share of a retailer's cost still happens there to some degree as well. So, so talk to us then about how are you thinking about, what are you focused on? What themes are you seeing around the evolution of the in-store experience and where the tech is really coming into play? Is it operationally again? Is it more on the discovery side? Like how are you seeing that, Ben? Oh, great, great question. And it's something that we've been thinking about a lot. So we've been having a lot of fun on picking this one. Um, and it feels like one of those threads you just keep pulling at and, and more keeps coming. Uh, right. So we're going to build on this free shop tour, free shop to Europe, to, to grocery shop. Because look, we, we've talked about omnichannel before. Yeah, we're now talking a lot about sort of unified commerce. But really, really, what does that mean? 
uh, and how can you take in a unified way the online shopping experience and the offline shopping experience and for a customer to make it really seamless i mean look, shoppers never talk about seamless i'd love to think of a better word but we were, right. we're working on that at the moment <laughs> um, but it's, it's what it means is for, for a, a customer you know for a shopper how do how does it feel like you're working with the same organization the same company the same turn of voice the same mm-hmm. brand and you're getting the same experience and we're we're breaking it down into two areas mm. so one is how do you take out friction from the shopping experience you know, what online has done, you know, to be able to find a product, double click on your Apple Pay or, or other device and it's, and, and it's on its way to you. It's taken out a whole load of friction. So how do you recreate that frictionless environment in store? Whether that's through payment, whether that's through wayfinding, kind of what does that look like for customers? At the same time, you have this, this continuous element. So how do you make sure as a retailer, you're enabling a shopping mission that started offline to happen in the in-store environment and making that as, as easy as possible. And then what's the supply chain tech to make all that happen, mm-hmm. to make all the back office go. Uh, and that's where we're really focusing on, on the store. And it, it really nicely builds on, you know, we talk, we've already talked about gating shoppers. We talked about kind of the theater of retail. This is yeah, making it efficient and convenient for, for today's customers using the definition of convenience that they use rather than, what as an industry, how we'd have thought about convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I could just add add one thing yeah. to that, because I think it's a super great point. Um, I do think to your question, Chris, a lot of the investments that we're seeing are actually going toward enabling store associates to do a better job um, fulfilling customers' needs. And yep. I think one great example of that is Brilliant Earth. I don't know how many um, folks are familiar with them, but they're essentially, um, they started as a D2C um, fine jewelry uh, retailer. Um, they've been opening stores, um, as many of these uh, D2C companies do. But I think what's really unique about their strategy is I can go online, I can do a virtual consultation with someone where I'm saying, okay, I like, you know, princess cut, I like, you know, this, this gemstone, et cetera. So that when I get to the showroom, the associate there already has all that information and data on me. And the, let's say 30 minutes that I'm in store is much more targeted. So I think that kind of hits on what Ben was talking about is that continuous experience. Okay, I've already given you this information in a virtual environment. How do you translate to that, that to the physical environment and make sure you know, that you're removing friction, that you're making this convenient. And I'm still also you know, yeah. not entirely losing that element of discovery. Yeah, I, I think it's really important that you're calling that out, Ben and Christina, because I think like Chris alluded to earlier, this is the, I think the number one thing that we hear when people are asking us, like, is Shop Talk the right conference for me? Like it's so, it's so digital focused. And I, I'm curious what your response is to that. And and maybe if you even throw in a couple more of the speakers that are coming in to talk specifically towards that store experience um, and really, you know, I think the response is that you have to be thinking digitally. If you if you aren't starting digitally and thinking about your store experience, then then that's a, a deeper issue. But but what do you kind of say to those people who are considering like maybe I'm, my job is so is focused on the associates, it's focused on store operations. What should they look for at this show? It's a really great call out. And I think to be honest, we're probably not telling the story well enough. And um, I think, look, this is this is typically the case with our agenda where there are places where it is called out very clearly. Um, you know, sure. whether it is a session that's explicitly called, you know, improvements in store operation. Right? <laughs> like that's that's as cut and dry as we could Hit get. Over the head. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I do think to Ben's point, you know, one other uh, thing that we think about programming our agenda is even if it's a session on unified retail, of course, you know, physical stores play a role in that. If it's a yes. story about um 
fulfillment or a session about fulfillment? Um, you know, is it a takeoff technologies type of situation where there's micro fulfillment happening in the physical store? And so I think even where it's not overtly called out on a specific session in the agenda, we really try hard to bring different perspectives to the other topics on our agenda and make sure that we're covering all the different channels um, across the entirety of the show. Um, and and to, to some other speakers, um, just a couple off the top of my head, um, we're going to have um, the COO from IKEA who's going to be talking about um, how they're sort of updating their store format. Uh, cool. So it's not always that gigantic labyrinth, um, right? Yes. Some smaller store format makes sense. Love so it. super excited to hear about uh, that. We're also going to have the president of Canada Goose who's going to be talking, I would say, kind of on the other end of that spectrum, more about the experiential um, store and, and their growth plans there. Um, and then also a couple of other um, D2C companies. One that comes to mind is um, Studs, which is a um, ear piercing uh, and jewelry yeah. retailer. Taylor is going to be talking talking about sort of how they're leveraging um, their stores um, as a community hub and a place for for people to to come together and then hey also uh, get your ears pierced and buy some jewelry. All right, I love that. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate the the candid and and um and eager response that you're showing. Again, bringing both your backgrounds in as journalists as operators to really make sure that 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 part of the discussion is going to be front and center for a lot of the people attending. Um, I want to move to the next one, Christina. I'm going to go back to you. Um, well, part of the in-store experience is the right tech that you're putting into those stores to make those stores more efficient uh, and more convenient, as Ben was talking about. But can you elaborate a little bit about this theme and how you're going to focus on how retailers and brands can get improved profitability investing in these types of technologies? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I do agree. I think stores um, are a big piece of it. Um, the other thing that I do want to make sure I hit on is just the role um, of the supply chain. Supply um, chain. That's another, yep. Yep, that's another key area that we're going to be talking about. So a um, couple of speakers I'm excited about in this space, we're going to have um, the chief supply chain officer from Nordstrom talking about how they're leveraging robotics um, in their warehouses in order to enable faster fulfillment. We're going to have, I'm gosh, I'm going to butcher his title, but I think it's EVP Omni Retail, EVP Omni Tech, something along those lines. I'm from Walmart, and he's actually going to be talking about sort of automating uh, across the entire organization, whether it's, you know, through demand forecasting, um, fulfillment, um, last mile, um, and really just kind of finding efficiencies throughout the entire um, uh, business, uh, quite frankly. Um, that's another one that I'm, that I'm particularly uh, excited to hear about. Excellent. Cannot wait. Um, ben, anything that you're excited about in, for that fourth one, the retail tech that uh, will show some improved profitability, Mr. Retail Tech Explorer yeah. over there? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that, that, this, is a, this is a session that I'm really interested in. So um, look, three quarters of the speakers that we have at Shop Talk uh, are retailers and brands, uh, and they're really senior and they're giving us strategic views. But we also handpick a selection of um, vendors, of tech companies. Uh, we have our startup pitch, and then we have one for slightly more established companies. Uh, and those sessions are great. It just gives a chance. So again, we pick them all based on uh, where we think really interesting uh, examples. So we've got, uh, we're covering last mile fulfillment. We're covering um, uh, some areas of robotics. Uh, there is uh, in-store, we've got some generative ice stuff on the AI. So those those sessions are going to be really interesting. And they might not necessarily be companies that you know before you go in there. You always walk away learning a lot when right. you've been to them. Yeah, and they get your mind started on new trains of thought too, which is also what I love about the show more than anything. So, all right, so let's 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 close it up here. You said the last one, yeah. which I think is unique to you as well. Like you're focused on the organizational structure that's required to set retailers up for success. 
how'd you identify that number one? Like, how did that make the list? I'm curious. And then two, how are you bringing that to life? Ben? Great. Yeah, great. So how's it made the list? Uh, We're really fortunate. We have a fantastic advisory board. Uh, So we've Mm -hmm. got an advisory board for Shop Talk in the US and we've got an advisory board in Europe as well. That's made up of senior manufacturers and retailers and they give us their time and they give us their feedback about what's top of mind. And it's a reoccurring theme from leaders. Mm -hmm. They want to get input on how do I set up my organization to win? Uh, So they help us drive and steer the conversation. Uh, Look, there's three areas to this that we're going to be looking at. One is around leadership uh, and leadership required and that culture of innovation uh, that's required to kind of keep changing, keep evolving. Second area is all around data. Data, data insights. We've got some workshop sessions, mm. which are slightly longer ones where we get a bit practical around data um, and some great conversations on how you bring it to life. And then the third area, which I'm really looking forward to, uh, Christina mentioned it. It was a great call out. We're going to be doubling down in a couple of sessions specifically on frontline workers and supporting okay. frontline workers, uh, the options available um, to, for frontline workers to really help empower and to drive your digital transformation. I think that's an area that we've not talked about enough in the past, and we're really excited about diving down on that one. Yeah, I, I love the point about data, too, because I think as a retailer, like if you look back at the last 20, 30 years, that's that's the one thing where they're like, organizationally, what the heck do I do? Where do I even start? You know, retailers, for the most part, were started by people that love product, you know, and get excited by it and want to put a product in the market. So thinking about it from a data perspective is a big challenge and how to set the company up for success in that regard has got to be a difficult thing too. So kudos to, to you for that as well. All right, well, let's get you out here on this. I'm curious. If you had to pick one thing, one thing, you can't say more than one, one thing that you're most excited about at this year's show what would it be? Ben, let's go back to you. Um, one thing, okay, what, one thing. We, we spend a lot of time working on the, the program in advance. As Christina says, it kind of like becomes our baby. We become wedded to it. And then yeah. over, three, over three days, we get to release it into the wild. Um, and on one of those days, uh, on the Tuesday, Christina and Joe are going to sort of stand on the main stage and we're going to run through what we call our zeitgeist, which is our summary of everything we're hearing. It's our sort of 20-minute thesis. On, on the state of, state of the union. Um, what's then really exciting is to then have all the conversations with the community that's going to be there, whether it's at the party, whether it's while we're listening to Nelly, um, if it's at the drink reception. So actually go, yeah, look, how, how close have we got this? What do you think? What's new? Where should we be going next time to really yeah. test that thesis? And, and it, look, it's those conversations that really make Shop Talk what it is. So I think that's probably my one thing. Way to get Nelly in there too. So you made one thing into two things. That's good, Ben. Very well done. Very Thank well you very done. Much. Yes. Very well. Uh, all right, Christina, how about you? Same question. The one thing you're excited about. I don't know. I'm, I'm upset that I didn't think of Nelly. Um, last year, I was really big on Team Florida. So I'm also yeah. excited about Nelly, but he's got big shoes to fill uh, after the Florida concert last year. Um, I think, look, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say one content thing. And I think just one overall sort of event thing. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased uh, being the head of content, but I do truly believe this is the best uh, speaker lineup we have ever had or that the industry mm-hmm. has seen. Um, we have 275 uh, speakers plus. Uh, two-thirds of them, as Ben uh, had pointed out before, are C-level. Um, so really the folks that are driving the strategic direction for the industry and can give you an, an indication of where you should be looking and investing uh, to succeed in the future. Um, two other things that I'm very, very proud of are it's going to be our second year running where we have 50% women speakers um, and 33% mm. 
members who represent diverse groups. Um, that's something that's incredibly important to me and the organization as we just make sure that we're elevating um, diverse voices across the industry. So super proud of that. Um, but I think the one thing that um, I'm most excited about this year is just sort of how the event industry and then Shop Talk in particular mm. has evolved to be more than just a conference, right? Um, we're leaning a lot harder into building the community and making it easier for people to make the connections that quite frankly, they're coming to Las Vegas to make. So um, anyone who's familiar with our hosted retailers and brands program um, will we'll have a little bit of a heads up on, on what I'm about to explain. But essentially, that was a program where we had a technology double opt-in meetings for 15 minutes um, throughout the course of the show where we would pair um, a retailer or a brand with a solution provider for those 15-minute meetings. Really, the the idea being, you know, getting getting business done in an efficient way. Um, what we're really excited about this year is we're actually going to be opening up that capability to all 10,000 attendees who are coming to Shop Talk. So if I'm a member of the media and I want to meet with one of the speakers, I can put in a request to meet them. Um, if I'm a little worried about my job security, given all the technology <laughs> Perhaps I can reach out to, to a VP of, of uh, Omnichannel at a large retailer brand. Perhaps I just want to share best practices, you know, if I'm a marketing leader with another uh, leader from a company my size. So it really opens up that technology to, to every single person who's at the show, which I think is going to be incredibly powerful because we've all been in those rooms where you really want to go up and meet new people, but you don't know where to get started. And so just kind of having that double opt-in, you're both there. You both know you want to meet each other. It takes a lot of that uh, fear and chance out of things. So very excited about that. Right. And Christina, explain a little bit for people, like how that fits into the overall agenda. Like when are those meetings taking place? How do you kind of decide what's going on? Because I know there's so much. It's so you you don't want to miss a thing at Shop Talk. It's always like, how do I get it? Oh, you want to miss a but, thing. But how, uh, how, how will, what can people expect from when those interactions will take place? Yeah, it's a really good question. And quite frankly, that's one of the biggest challenges we have is how jam-packed our agenda is. Um, we are very thoughtful to make sure that these um, meeting hours do not conflict with any content. So it never has awesome. to be a decision of, oh, I want to go to meetings, but I really wanted to see this session. Um, you can sign up for as many meetings as you want to take. You attend those, go to as many sessions as you want to attend. Um, we just really try to make the entire event um, open to everyone to explore it um, how they want to explore it. I love that. It's so, so important to get to those, those meetings to make the time for those. And we've heard, you know, throughout the pandemic, the zoom calls, like the, the most rich zoom calls that you were on were when you could get people, a group of people in the room, just connecting and talking about the challenges that they've faced over the course of the last couple of years and the solutions that worked and didn't. So I, I think this is going to be a really Can't great wait. part of, of the show. And then um, with, and then yep. look, we're, we're, we're super excited that we're, we're then going to take the same principles, this meetup technology, and we're rolling that straight to the Spanish sun, uh, to Barcelona. Um, oh, yeah. That's right, Barcelona. Barcelona. Ben's got to get his plug in May. there. That's right. Exactly, yeah. So look, the, the things we've talked about today, um, in many of them are the same as what we've seen play out in Europe. Uh, and and I, it would be remiss of me sat here in London today to not mention that we're going to be bringing together the European community at Shop Talk Europe. We're, we're really excited. We've got an incredible lineup building. Um, yeah, biggest retailers from Cafor to Inditex to Amazon, the biggest brands from Adidas to Unilever, and uh, great tech companies from Trigo to Firework yeah, are, are all going to be there. Uh, so if seeing how the themes that we're going to be talking about in Vegas next month, how they are 
applied and then they're different in Europe and the whole variation across the European market is something that we're really excited to be exploring. But uh, yeah, that, that's co- coming up in May. Yeah, and my hunch too is that they're probably even more advanced in terms oh, of yes. how they're happening over there than they are back in the States too. But time will tell. And we'll be on the ground there in Barcelona with yes. you, Ben. And we'll be sure to check that out and report back on whether that hypothesis is hypothesis is what I'm trying to say, and <laughs> is true. And uh, and who knew that there was going to be an Aerosmith drop in that in that last segment? So that was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. want to make sure everyone heard your. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You got to get take credit where credit that, give credit where credit is due. Ed. That's not even Aerosmith. I think they covered that song. Oh, did they? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was like Lone Star. Oh really? I think it was like oh, even God. older than that. We'll have to we'll, we'll have to dig into we'll have to check time. that out here. We'll update everybody at Shop Talk in just right. a few weeks. Yeah, we'll sing it on the Fast Five this week. All right. Well, hey, thanks to you both. That was that was awesome. It was totally fun. Totally insightful. Learned a lot actually. Like I had a big epiphany right there in that first one that you guys were when we were talking about the first one. My head just exploded. So I got to come to grips with that. But uh, but Christina, like, so when is Shop Talk? How do people register? Like, let's do that whole thing. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so Shop Talk is March 26th to the 29th at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Um, but make sure that you buy your ticket before March 3rd. Otherwise, you will not have the full experience of uh, joining Meetup, uh, which is the program that I was just describing. So um, shoptalk.com backslash US is where you can go and purchase tickets before that March 3rd deadline. Uh, that wraps us up. Thank you so much to Christina Gustafson and Ben Miller for sitting down with us today. Thanks to all of you for listening. Um, we hope to see you at Shop Talk in just a few weeks. And as always, on behalf of all of us here at Omnitalk, be careful out there.